What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We finna talk week five of the NFL, recap everything that went down. Oh, as always, before we get into it, go on, like and subscribe, comment your thoughts of week five, and let me know what bets y'all cashed in. Because boy, I cashed a lot of them. And as uh, always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul Pick and Wyndham Contra, and I'm joined with. Hey man, you already know it's your boy Kep Water Boy, some boy, aka the Dom Pie. Always known as the realest on your screen. And I ain't gonna lie to you, Paul. We might have to call you Big Money Bets this weekend. That's Paul Big Money Bets Concert. Paul Big Money Bets Concert. Like, let us know how many you hit right now. I'm about to say, let us give us a little click about the best so, bets. Let us know how you hit this Sunday. There's a reason why they call them best bets. You know what I mean? Like, four and one. Four. Nice. Cash all them boys in. And then while you at it, I didn't give this out, but unless you was in the inner circle, there's a few people that knew I threw this in beforehand, but 30 to 1 plus 3,000. Saints defense to score the first points of that Patriots Saints game. And if you were listening to the podcast, you would have heard me talking about like the Saints defense is going to rack Mac Jones. And we'll get into that later. But they definitely wrecked Mac Jones. Another Bailey Zap experience to end the day over there. Nah, no cap. They fucked them boys up. So I, when you told me that shit on the phone, I was like, damn, that was a good bet. Yeah, big money. We put 20 on it to win 600. That's how the, that's what the odds was talking. I mean, just, just throwing it out there, what, what kind of weekend you people could have had. Nah, that's some raw shit, man. So shout out that boy Paul, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think we didn't do too bad on the motherfucking um on the picks this week. I was watching my picks. See now Paul be sending me the picks because I be if if anybody didn't know, I'd be slightly toasted. So I forget my picks after I say them. So I'd be watching Sunday like thinking, like, damn, who'd I pick? But Paul sends the picks out after um Saturday mornings now. So I was looking at my picks throughout the week, throughout the Sunday, and I'm just like up and down. End up, end up, end up. Well, and then we stayed kind of mild. We didn't do too bad. Let me know what the records are looking like. Right now, we both went 10 and 3 for the nice. um, weekend. Uh, we both nice. also got the Packers on Monday night. So we're going to end this week, whether or not the Packers win or lose, we're going to end this week as a tie. But nice. we both did pretty good. And like the teams that I picked, the teams that lost were what? What was it? The Bills, the Patriots. And who else? The who else? The Commanders. Huh? The Commanders on Thursday. Nice. Some motherfucking. Yeah, that shit was interesting. This is, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad. It was decent. Yeah, and then if you go look at our locks, I mean, I don't know how you want to grade this, Kev. I was gonna wait till on the show to ask you how we should grade this. So I'm gonna go with Kev first. Kev on his locks, 1-0, 49ers, took care of business. Nice. His dogs, so far, 1-0. He did Packers have yet to play, but the Jets won. Hackable. That was a close game for no reason. <laughs> and then, on my side, my dog lost the Rams. I'm okay with that. Locks, though. So, I have the Falcons. No sweat. Easy breezy. <laughs> Good money. Good money. And then... And then the other one is the Saints. But when it came to kickoff, they were a two-point underdog. 
So I didn't know we wanted to grade it as a lock or a dog, given the fact that they were an underdog, whatever, like two point underdog. Oh, I mean, this is where doing your research pays off because personally, if that happened to me, I would have never known. So it wouldn't have counted, but you took the time to research it. So I say you can count as a dog if you want. All right. So so I went one and oh on my locks. <laughs> ah, and, guys. And I went one and one on my dogs. Nice. So overall, I mean, we were doing way better at this time on our locking dogs than we were last year. I'll say that because I have our records from last year and it wasn't pretty. It's crazy that we both picked two dogs this week. I was like, I'm just saying, I'll dog that thing. You know, when Packers come through. But you know that it says the Packers have beaten the um, Raiders like 10 times in a row dating back to 1990. I was like. This was a, a week of trends. I will not lie. So, nah, so what game do you want to get in the first, though? Big well, dog? we'll start off with the first trend at the first, the top of the morning. Jaguars in London. I, I try to tell people, you can blindly bet them. And the fact that they it wasn't no field goal plus three, plus five and a half, my first best bet, cashed it without a sweat. Jaguars defense gave me the Josh Allen interception that I called on the show as well. Like, it, of course, it was late and it was a little underthrown, but – I feel like the defense played pretty damn well. The whole first half, minus the last, like, three minutes of the second quarter, it was nothing but three and outs for the Bills. The Jaguars' defense played a good game. Jaguars' offense, ETN, I mean, they're trying to run out the clock, and homie got a 35-yard touchdown out of it. Like, they, their offense is starting to click. Left tackles back for them, and I just think that the, the Jaguars are a team that – it's going to get better as it gets as the year is progressing. Right. I respect it. I mean, Matt Milano definitely got hurt this game. We're going to hope that boy gets he's out for the, the He's probably going to be out for the season. They think it's a fractured uh, leg. Damn, that's not good at all. That sounds painful. So, Matt Milano, we're going to hope. We're praying for that boy. But this Bills team, I want to give it to – I really want to just sit down and give it to the Jaguars and be like, yeah, man, the Jaguars – are just undefeated, un- unbeatable in London. You can't fuck with them. But nah, this team is just better. This team just played outplayed them this entire fucking game. There wasn't a point. It was not one point that you thought the Bills were gonna win. That the Bills had this game in their in their own back pocket. Like I'm over here thinking the Bills are number one in the AFC. Like they him for real. Nope. No. Not no more. Mother- motherfucking the Jaguars came through and they just stopped them at every point. Anytime it did look like they were coming back, the Jaguars made another t- made another stop, made another big play. And shout out Trevor Lawrence. I think he kept his mistakes into the minimal. And um, without Stephon Diggs, I don't think this Bills team even like sniffs, sniffs um, um, a close game. And Stephon was mad on the sidelines. There's definitely footage of that. So like I'm not going to give my hand early for next week on the Profits, but just know A.J. Brown Diva game, Jamar Chase Diva game, there's, there's a correlation going on. He said, follow the trends, follow the trends. And our next game going into the 1 o'clock, this was a shutout, 34 to nothing. Saints blow out the Patriots at home. Not even a close game. Bill Belichick's worst career loss at home followed by the last week worst career loss ever um i'm pretty sure like what's the stat that they've given up like uh like 63 and three points in the last two or like 73 and three points in the last two weeks um and, 
Yeah, like just there's a lot of people are saying if this wasn't Bill Belichick, this coach would be fired right now. That's just no, 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 Just chill, just chill, just chill, just chill, just chill. There's a lot of trash ass coaches in the league. I'm just telling you what the streets are saying right now. The streets, the, the streets do be tripping. The streets do be tripping. I'm completely bamboozled and dumbfounded by how bad Matt Jones played in this game. Brett had an interception. Brett had a fumble. Um, he's overthrown. Two interceptions. Like, yeah, like there's nothing that he could have did against his defense. Like defense was killed. I mean, defense was getting back there. How many sacks did they have? Uh, like eight or nine. Yeah, I mean, the defense is getting back there, so it's on, some, it's on the O-line, too. Ramon J. Stevenson didn't eat. So it was just like they literally killed this whole entire motherfucking um, offense. And the fact that the Saints scored so much just shows the defense just kept putting them in great positions. So Mac Jones, what I've learned from this game is Mac Jones really does suck. I think Mac Jones is what we thought Trevor Lawrence was his rookie year. And motherfucking – Bill Belichick is damn near out the door. I want to say he's kicking, he's kicking the bucket or nothing, but I don't see nobody picking up to change his team right now. And a lot of the Boston media that was saying, like when Devontae Parker went over to the uh, Patriots, like, oh, Devontae Parker now got himself a quarterback that, that can throw him the ball. I don't want to hear no fucking excuses out your mouth now that y'all are sucking and y'all want Mac Jones off the team. Like, y'all thought he was such an elite quarterback compared to Tua. How about Bro, Remember now? when he was hitting the gritty in the Pro Bowl? Yeah, like, I want to like, how about now? How about now? Like, like, I don't want to hear all the extra shit. Like, this is the person y'all thought was the truth. Don't turn your back now. Yeah, keep that same energy. But, no, nah, he's – um, I don't see him doing much better. Um, Every year so far – he's only been in the league for um, three years, but every year so far – He's kind of digressed. And this um with the last two games and what they've done so far in the season, he looks like he's gonna take another step back. So Patriots possibly tank and get a he, quarterback, maybe. I don't know. He has five touchdowns thrown this year and four pick sixes this year. That's crazy. Yeah. Enough said about the shitty Patriots that got blown out at home. Onto the divisional game. We're both on uh yeah, no, we're both on this side. Colts win twenty-three to sixteen against the Titans. Gardner Minshew comes in, plays clean up. D Hop has his best game of the uh, of the year against the Colts. Doesn't matter. Colts defense does enough to win themselves the game here. No rap cap, but the Colts, um the Colts, this was like a nail biter to me, because like the when the the Titans just never looked like they were going to quit this game. Derrick Henry almost threw another touchdown. Like, the Titans just kept coming with it and was doing the damn thing. And AR gets hurt, and you're like, fuck. I didn't expect Grounded Minshew. What did he throw, two touchdowns? Um, He may – I don't think he threw two on second. I can tell you right now. He no, he threw one, and then the running back got one. Moreau, they said – Oh, no. Yeah, Minshew doesn't have any touchdowns. I know Zach Moss threw two touchdowns. I mean, after oh. Zach Moss ran two touchdowns. Zach Moss had himself a career game, 165 yards on the ground, hundred and like 10 yards receiving. And that's where Jonathan Taylor started. Didn't matter. Zach Moss season. That's crazy. Imagine paying somebody just to put him as, number, as your number two. Yeah, now they're really stuck because y'all paid him, but like there's no way you can bench a fucking Zach Moss. There's no way. 
Zach Moss. You lose that game. You lose that game if there's no Zach Moss. They showed his stats prior to this game, even though he ate this game. Going coming into this game, he was like fourth in yards per game rushing. Um, like fifth and like he had like top five stats in every category for a running back come like <laughs> per game coming into this game. And it was like, why like what made Jonathan Taylor that much more expensive? Like y'all weren't really missing him. Like I don't know why y'all paid him now all of a sudden whenever Zach Moss has been eaten. And now, now you're kind of stuck because Zach Moss, it's either bench him and Jonathan Taylor shits the bed, you can blame him, or just keep feeding the hot hand. Yeah, that shit is crazy. I thought that was the point in, like, feeding Zach Moss like this. But, you know, Jim Ursay, him and his bad business. But don't let the Zach Moss take away the fact that this defense did the damn thing. They played great in the fourth quarter. I mean, this defense was getting stops on third down, fourth down. But they, they didn't get a goal line stop, but they got they did something damn near. Motherfucking, and this is on the game where D Hop looked pretty much unfucking guardable. They still, they still held it down and got the dubs. Nothing but respect to this Colts team for putting it together and winning with winning without AR. But now that gives me a question: Is this is the second injury, the first year? Like, is this stuff? What do we? What what do we do about it? It is questionable because he has four career games and he's only finished one of them. Damn. Yeah, like, it is questionable. So, like, that is something to keep an eye on. As, as an AR owner in fantasy in a lot of leagues, like, it kind of hurts. You thought he was going to Jalen Hurts this guy. Yeah. Not if he's hurt. Not if he's hurt all the damn time. Then our next game on the slate. And also, by the way, everybody, three games in a row, all three of my best bets, all three cashed. Um, next game on the slate, we had the Dolphins blowing out the Giants 31-16. to I mean – we had a couple of mistakes, two of throwing a couple of interceptions, a fumble. But even then, we still covered the spread, which was like 12 and a half. Uh, defense definitely needs to play better. Uh, we're, we were, the Giants were putting drives together when they definitely shouldn't be putting drives together. Uh, offense is the best offense in the league. I mean, kind of like the stats say it for themselves. Number one passing offense, number one rushing offense. Uh, it kind of pick your uh, – Tua has 300 yards, two touchdowns, and people are going to chime in about, oh, he had two interceptions, da 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 But, like, 300 yards, two touchdowns, like, he definitely – like, he was slinging that thing. Shit happens. And then all of a sudden the running backs over an, another 150-yard game for Oshane, like – this number one rushing, uh, number one rusher in the league right now. Yeah, I'm so mad because I remember thinking about grabbing him in fantasy after that game. And I was like, oh, he just paid garbage time. And then he just played garbage time. He's not going to actually eat. Nope. I look stupid. But I think your team is just nice, like speed kills. Tyreek Hill is a game breaker. Every game, he's doing some crazy shit consistently. That 60 yard touchdown. And then there was another one where he was breaking up the sideline. It looked like he was just going to burn everybody, but he just ran out of room on the left. So it was just like, fuck. Like, this team is just un- un- unguardable in a lot of times. So I just want I just wish that y'all played the 49ers. Do y'all play the 49ers in the regular season? No, we do not. We'll see them in the Super Bowl. That'd be so lit. Imagine y'all boys Monday night, 49ers. Don't. And don't forget, one of the bets I gave out on the preseason uh, bet episode was – AFC East versus NFC West Super Bowl. And right now, 
even if it's not us, it might be the Bills. Like it's not looking bad right now. That should look really good when the Jets was on when the Jets had Aaron Rodgers. But res- nothing but respect to you guys. I shout out um shout out the Dolphins for getting the up. I couldn't tell you one thing the fucking um Giants did. I could tell you we gotta pray for Daniel Jones. He got hurt. But um twenty five ninety nine. We put up 2,599 yards to break the record for most scrimmage yards in the first five games to break the greatest show on Turf's record, which was 2,000 and something, like 2,000 yards. We blew we 500 yards more than them. Blew out the record. That's real. I respect it. I mean, you got to be careful, though. Don't forget them. Don't forget about the charges when they had the number one passing and resting on um, off, um, offense, and then motherfucking missed the playoffs because they special teams sucked. Hey, not us. We're special now. Yeah. Next game on the slate here, we got the Steelers beating the Ravens 17-10. to You was on the Steelers after you heard the trends. I stuck with the Ravens. I thought this was the year that the trends break. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson – uh, his receivers dropping some passes. Yes, that happens. But then there's that costly fumble to end the game. Um, it, it got a little – I mean, the Ravens offensively did everything they did in the first quarter. After the first quarter, it, they didn't show up anymore. Steelers offensively started clicking in the second half. Kenny Pickett to George Pickens they started heating up more and more and more. And somehow, and then they get the block, they get a block fucking punt on the fucking Ravens, safety, like the the defense showed up, TJ Watt showed up, sealed the game with a sack, sealed the game with a fucking intercept, I mean, fumble, touchdown, like Steelers, I mean, underdog always wins this fucking game. I guess that's the, the biggest takeaway. I was so upset watching this game, kid, because I'm thinking I got the Ravens. I was like, there's nothing on my mind that would have told me. After the Ravens beat the fuck out of the Browns last week, there's no way. Then I looked at the text message, and I was like, I chose the Steelers? What? But that shit was crazy. So the Ravens end the game. Safety, interception at the goal line, fumble. That's the recipe to lose. Kenny Pickett did exactly what we said he was going to do. Throw that bitch up to George Pickens. On Marlon Humphrey, skull, and that sealed the game right there, 17-10. Because his offense definitely – the Steelers' offense definitely didn't do shit till the fourth quarter. So, like, it was a tale of – it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And they fucking handled business with the last – with the last – with those last couple blessings. And like I said, man, you can trust the Steelers' defense to win them games a lot. Like, I literally said this. They was like – what's it called? This is like the Steelers of old when they said, like, bro, as long as you boys score less than – as long as you keep them under 14 and 10, as long as you score twice, we got you. That's all, this, that's all the, um, the Steelers had to do today. They just had to score twice. So I'm, I'm, I didn't fact check this, so I don't know how real this is. I really hope it is real. According to Kevin Grant here, NFL Grant here, Steelers, Steelers rookie Joey Porter Jr., another one of the great cornerbacks taken in the first, in the first round this year, Joey Porter Jr. told Odell Beckham Jr. to go be a family man after intercepting a pass in the end zone intended for him, continuing his father's legacy of walking the talk. Because Joey Porter was another great Steeler defender. And his son told Odell to go be a family man 
as he intercepted before he went after he intercepted the ball as right. a rookie. Bro, I've been watching the last dance. See, Michael Jordan would have took that person. <laughs> and Odell also got hurt. He exited the game. I mean, sad, sad to see it. But I mean, what do you kind of expect? I mean, he's kind of he's damaged goods at this point. Damaged goods, Paul. You disrespectful. <laughs> I am just calling <laughs> as a team right now. Yeah, I mean, the spade. You gotta call the spade a spade. That's what that's gotta call the spade a spade, bro. I mean, but Zay Flowers seems like a dog, so it's not too Rashad Bateman. Nelson Aguilar dropped a wide, a wide open deep shot, just like he does all the time. Bro, Zay Flowers had me stressing, dog. I'm watching him throw receivers. He's over. Here. There was a play where he literally threw motherfucking Minka Fitzpatrick. This other safety had um had a tackle. He literally threw the motherfucking tackle, and Minka just looked at him like, "Yo, did he really just do that?" And then stopped him. I was like, "This motherfucker is a problem." He real deal. Next game, Falcons beating the Texans 21-19. Young Hoku with the walk-off field goal. Kev, how were you feeling watching this game through? Like, it was a sweater. It was definitely a sweater. I was mad. And it's been a minute since I've gotten mad. Okay. Look, fun fact. I watch the games and I just watch. I don't even cuss nobody out. I don't tell niggas they sorry. I don't be like, the most I do is just wait for some crazy shit to happen to be like, whoa. That's me. That's literally me watching football compared whoa. to <laughs> compared to the angry motherfucker last year that was, bro, you fucking suck. Because, like, I had the mentality, somebody has to mess up every time something good happens in football. You feel me? So, when we were watching this, playing this game, I was just like, yo, the defense is stopping him. He literally is only giving up field goals. Y'all not scoring on us. We're not All giving field goals, bro. <laughs> It was all field goals. And then they was just like, we were fucking up. B. John fumbled. Um, Desmond Ritter threw a pick. Um, what, was it a when pick he threw that fumbled? pick, I was saying they're like, Kev. Yeah. You Kev. So it was like upsetting because it's like, don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. But you said it better than anybody. This team, this Texans team can um is good except against the run. This Texas defense is great except against the run. And that's what we're doing. All types of options. Desmond Ritter over here. Right I Riddler ass was the one that was the most effective runner. Yeah, he was getting shifty in that motherfucker. So all that was lit. We get the lead, and then they score. Because all we needed to do was score a touchdown. We, that's all we needed to do all game. Like, it was 7-6, to six, and they just kept betting to 9-12. to 12, And I'm just like, just score, bitches. Just score. So we take it down. Bijan gets the touchdown because that play was crazy nice. It was like a miss. I don't know what to call that, but when he pitched it off to Bijan and Bijan just took it up the seam, I was like, that's hard. But I was so mad when CJ Stroud came down and scored that touchdown. I was like, bro, how the fuck do we stop these motherfuckers all game? And now you want to give up a fucking touchdown. This is some bullshit. We even got the two point conversion. So even if they kicked another field goal, it would be um, all they could do is tie that bitch. Man, and guess what happens, Pebble? Riddler. I, I fell asleep. No, Riddler, <laughs> Riddler put on his fucking hard hat. It was like, yeah, I, I want to go change this fucking narrative. I literally, like, literally just, like, I don't know. I literally was comfortable. And then the second that nigga threw, they scored, I literally just dozed off. And I probably dreamed. I woke up like, no way we won this game. Well, you might have but, to do that more often. Because he yeah. went down and did that shit, but then the Texans came down and did this shit again. 
to take the lead, and then all of a sudden Riddler throws that fucking uh, bomb, gets the fucking. All of a sudden, you see the. I mean, once they got within the thirty, I was like, Young Hoku's gonna ice this bitch, Young Ho, and best bet Falcon minus one and a half. And if you mm. went towards kickoff to take this line, it was minus two. And it was a push. And you got your money back. But if you took it, if you was a couple days early like myself, got that extra half point, you cash that motherfucker. So, like, time is everything sometimes. Right, this man Paul is finna eat good. We finna see nothing but steaks and dinners on his own story this week. It was a good weekend. I mean... I don't know. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I told y'all yet, but it was a goalie. Shout out, but yeah, shout out my man's Artie Smith, man. Um, he looked good. He looked good this game. Shout out um Desmond Ritter. He stepped up. Drake London looked good. Kyle Pitts, 87 yards. Kyle looked Pitts, like yeah. He had himself a game finally. Looking like a starter again. So it's good. It was a fun game to watch. I appreciate this. And now we got it's it's always good to win after a couple of losses. Our next game on the slate, the Panthers. Just, I mean, the Panthers getting destroyed against the Lions, forty-two to twenty-four. Wasn't even a ball game. No Vaseline. No Vaseline. Yeah, it wasn't even a ball game at all. Like, no, the, I'm lying. Lions, Same for the Patriots was no Vaseline. This was a little bit of Vaseline. Yeah, and uh, the Bryce Young had his best game yet, but that's the, that's what happens. You're playing in garbage time. Tech, uh, Aiden Hutchinson though. He, I don't know if you saw the couple of, like the sacks, but also the interception with one hand, like alien. I was watching that bitch live. It was on the red zone. The red zone. It was red zone was on there. Next thing you know, I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? This shit looked like a Madden glitch. Yeah, just like the ball hawking skills just be just throw your hand up to like the reflexes and instincts. Is you crazy. if that happened in Madden, you restarting the game. Like, bro, I'm not letting Madden cheat me like that. You can't catch a ball like that, bro. That like, as a fucking lineman. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, Aiden Hutchinson, second year is already proven that like he should have definitely went first overall. But also, yeah, you look so crazy. Top five so defensive crazy. end in the league right now, bro. This the numbers don't lie. Yeah, and you this is man as if they're in conversations like Michael Parsons and motherfucking He's he's another one of them Bosa Watts fucking clones that just uh, and these inhuman whites. He's a like, game breaker, the former Viking. The whites don't dominate many positions, but every now and then we'll roll out a very nice defensive end. No, nah, that's funny as fuck, because that's true, because you don't never see a white corner. Yeah, we we're okay. We're okay. We're not having the dominant wide receivers or dominant corners. What do you mean, Cooper Cup? Actually, tell him, Kev. He already let the boys know. Oh, I said Cooper Cup is a problem. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, next game on the slate, though, we have the Bengals getting a groove back against the Cardinals, thirty-four to twenty. There was a pick six involved from Joshua Dobbs. Joe Burrow throwing three touchdowns to that boy, Jamar Chase. 15 catches, 192 yards, three touchdowns. Like I said, if you see a wide receiver complaining to the media or bitching on the sidelines, you always bet the overs and you always start them in fantasy because they're going to get – I said 20 targets as a joke, Kev, and I shit you not, I think he got 20 fucking targets this game. 
15 catches, 192 yards, three touchdowns. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, they're back. It might be – I won't say it's too late because technically they're not out of it, but they have to play perfect football from here on out if they want to make a real push. Bro, I I checked my fantasy because I wanted to see how good the 49ers defense was scoring. And then I looked up and I seen Joe Burrow score 35 points. <laughs> I cried. Well, I cried. I was not Joe Beasy. This is this is this is the guy who I thought was gonna win MVP. He might be doing it again because this is what he does every fucking year. Joe Joe Beasy, this is this was Joe Shiesty. Paul, I cried tears. But nah, that shit was crazy. But I was like, yo, there's no way that the Bengals team looks good. Because you got to remember, before it was 34 20, it was 24 20. And motherfucking, I thought, like, yo, this Cardinals team was about to come back and um, come back. And, yeah, um, it was close. It was, it was still very close. And that's when they turned that gas on. And then motherfucking Jamar Chase said, yo, I'm 7 11. Always open. Can't beat it. In the pick six early on, too. When I got the pick six before half, I was sitting there like, okay, the, the, the this is a game that the Bengals should win. Their defense is scoring fucking points. There's no excuses at this point. And, uh, but the Cardinals continue to be feisty. If this, I feel like if, if the Bengals would have played half ass, if the Bengals really weren't legit right now, they would have lost to this Cardinals team. But the fact that they won, put up 34. And to look the way they did, it gives me hope. Because remember, I said this was the cutoff week for the Bengals. Like after this week, I was if they didn't do anything, it, this week I actually I it came away with the all right. This is the Bengals team I know, and I I can probably bet on y'all moving forward. I was definitely about to trade Joe Burrow after this week. I still might just because you now that now that I got a little yeah he's back, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he's back, bro. Like I'm I like juice might. on him on the market right now. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little extra, and then um, Justin Jefferson just had a bad game, so I'm just like, oh, yeah, just uh, we'll get into that later, but he he got knocked out of the game. Oh, that's what happened. Okay, that makes sense. Now, next game on the slate though, we have the Rams losing at home to the Eagles, twenty three to fourteen. I took the Rams. Kev took the Eagles. Honestly, I thought the Rams were going to show more with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup first quarter, first drive, five catches, fifty something yards. He was back in a uh, – I mean, he's back all, all together. But their defense is let Jalen Hurts do everything. Time in the pocket, ridiculous. A.J. Brown, ridiculous. Like, the the running back didn't do too much. I cashed out under. But the Jalen Hurts, that the Eagles look like the team that went to the Super Bowl this year. Jalen Carter making crazy stops. I mean, two sacks. Already looking like one of the best defensive tackles in the league as a rookie. Like, their defense can, is showing, again – life that this is the Super Bowl team. Nah, you gotta respect this team for sure. I mean, I think this is what we were talking about where it's like yo, the Eagles still haven't played their best football yet. They still haven't played their best football yet. Like this all around ass whooping they gave really showed. I mean, there were points where the Rams showed light for sure. I mean, let me see my own dog Cooper Cup stats. But there are times the Rams definitely showed that they didn't want to give up or anything like that. But it's Eagle team just showed like yo we're the best. Oh no, but Stafford threw, I think, an interception or two. But yeah, but yeah, shout out to those Eagles team. But Paul, you want to hear some crazy shit right now? What I'm looking at the matchups for my fantasy league. 
And, bro, there's a dude that scored 186 points and lost. That's yeah. crazy. He had Tua. Dude that scored 186 had Tua, Calvin Ridley, Puka, George Kittle with the three touchdowns, the Cincy's defense who scored 29, and then the the, the commies kicker who um scored fucking 25. But the other dude had motherfucking Justin Fields, Travis Etienne, Jamar Chase, and motherfucking – so Jamar Chase is 60 points, and Travis Etienne Jr. is 40 points. That's 100 points by them damn selves. And then Justin Fields had 45. So the three players, he had 145 points. He would have whooped my ass. <laughs> That's insane. That's That fantasy shit goes crazy. But, um, but the Eagles look great. If the Eagles keep playing like this, this 49ers versus Eagles Conference Championship is about to be so lit. And if anybody gets in the way of this, I'll blow up the building, the whole building myself. Yeah. Injuries aside, that looks like the NFC Conference Championship rematch right. here right now. Yeah, that looks like, bro, we need that. We need that. Are they, do they play in the season? Um, I don't believe so. They don't never give us the good ones. Our, our next game onto the slate, though. The Broncos losing at home to the Jets. Crazy fumble recovery by the Jets defense. Scored a touchdown late. They kind of sealed the game away. But honestly, this game was a lot of defense. Brees Hall having a crazy game. He's finally back. Uh, 120-something yards, touchdown. Uh, definitely damaged him on the receiving side as well. Uh, but I really just felt like the def- both defenses played well enough for like three quarters. And then I feel like all the offense started happening in the fourth quarter almost because there wasn't much going on for a while. But other, I, I'm just happy that boy, we mean you both were on the Jets. And I hate to say, it, I'm just happy that boy Hackett got a dub on Champagne. The more and more time moves on, the more, because I don't forget how I felt when Champagne retired. From the shitty ass, pay, like he left not picture with Saints. He left the Saints in like a shit storm. Like they didn't have any cap space, no quarterback. They didn't know what they're gonna do for the future. And then he does up and retired. And then all of a sudden, his name was being floated around as he'll go coach the Chargers because Justin Herbert's there. And then now he's on the Broncos because like Russ Wilson and all these like all this money's here. And I just feel like Sean Payne, he didn't want to do the hard shit over there in the Saints. And I won't – I'll still hold that against him, and I'm happy to see his ass taken out because I feel like he tried to take the easy way out, and now he's looking here, looking shitty. And the Saints are getting dubs. I mean, I definitely don't want to see the Saints win. So, like, I can't agree with that take 100%. But it does – it does it – does, it is a little nice to be like, ah, uh, he tried to slide. And you got slid on. Look at you, you tried to slide. You tried to slide and you slid the rust. You look real crazy right now. But with that being said, it's not like this game wasn't um wasn't close at some point. I want to say close, but it felt like the Broncos would um they could um they were gonna try to make a shake for it and try to win this game at one point. And the Hackett and Sean Payton um shook hands at the end of the game, so that was cool. But um. It's not time to sell our, 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 our <laughs> it's not time to sell our land in Bronco County. But just know we are losing by somehow you just have to take that loss, Kev. <laughs> it's not time yet. The Waltons. The Waltons gonna bring value back. Jets tied in CJ Azuma. He came into the game and said 
in the pregame speeches, you know, everybody, he was yelling this. Everybody was getting hype as fuck. I'm not going to yell it, but he was yelling this. He said, their coach made this shit personal. Well, fuck him and fuck them. Let's go win this shit for Nathaniel Hackett. Nice. Shout out Zach Wilson, though. Yeah, Zach Wilson looked pretty – like, again, like, the offense didn't look like like a piece – like, the offense is looking better than the Giants' offense. The offense is looking better than – um. well, honestly, look better than the Borough offense up until this week. But he's definitely not the worst offense in the league. Like, he's – they're making drives. Even though they're ending in field goals, he's, he's getting the ball moving. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers tried to actually works and works with him and tries to develop him, I think he could get decent over like a two a two year span. And then if he doesn't get no better, trade him. But at the moment, he's all you got. So I think that everybody kind of has to trust this motherfucker, put faith in the bro, but at the same time, hold him accountable. Our next game on the slate, we were split on this one. Again, you got the dub, I got the L. Chiefs beating the Vikings twenty seven to twenty. But there was some controversy on this one. Fourth and 12, I believe. Uh, Vikings make the pass. A lot of people believe it should have been defensive pass interference. Even the commentators were calling that, and it was in the end zone. Um, it comes back. It wasn't. But then Legereus Sneed takes off his helmet on the field while it was going on, which is an automatic flag. I mean, remember DJ Moore last year against the Falcons on the Panthers, like – automatic flag, no questions asked. The I don't refs, recall. The refs tell him, put, put your helmet back on. And people are saying, if this isn't the Chiefs, there's no other team is getting that luxury of the refs telling you to put your helmet back on. You're just getting the flag, no questions. So, again, maybe the Chiefs are getting bailed out by the Taylor Swifties of the NFL. Who knows? But it's not, I mean – if you're um, if you're a Chiefs fan in this in the Chiefs office, this isn't what you want. Like you want to be able to win this game, we beat the Vikings. You don't want to be able to win these games, and there's all these question marks on. Are you getting helped by the referees because you are getting some questionable calls right now? Oh yeah, no, nah, they are getting some crazy questions. I mean, last week the ones the other ones were a little bit better when they had the holding on the fourth down and all that good stuff. Like those were a little bit better than this one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> But this is pretty crazy. But if you look at it, because the refs, um, the announcer said this, it wasn't me. The fourth quarter, it would have fourth down. So if they picked up the flag, then he, um, then that means the, um, that means the since the turnover. So he, well, he could have made the argument that he was headed to the sidelines. Like you feel me? But it, it's either it's either him or there, like. At least this one wasn't like a real like belligerent like thing, like a hold or like you know what I'm saying? So like uh uh at the end of the day, let's talk about why the fuck this game was so close and how Kirk Cousins looked good without Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Justin Jefferson getting hurt. We don't know what the injury is yet. He definitely exited the game and did not come back. Questionable, tragic. Yeah, it hurt a lot of fancy managers out there in the world that needed them big points. I know, yeah. But, I mean, Jordan Addison balled out. Madison had a decent little game. I mean, it was 
it wasn't a shootout until the second half. It was a lot of defense early. Pacheco, I mean, a lot of Chiefs early. And once again, the Vikings coming, clawing their way back into a game and making it into a game. And the Chiefs, uh, I guess their defense made a final stand on that fourth and 12. And the game was over right there. But I don't know. I, I think a flag should have been called for defensive interference. I mean, I thought it was. But it is what it is at the end of the day. Um, it would have been nice to see the Vikings um, take that bitch down to score, and then they take it to overtime. That shit would have been crazy lit. But at the end of the day, Chiefs got the dub, and Taylor Swift was – what killed me was that during – by, like, the by like maybe the second quarter, they was like, um, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to tell you that Taylor Swift is not in attendance at the Chiefs game today. And they were like, yeah, and the fact that they stopped to tell us, you see, DS has been looking for – and you know me, I be working the games, um, the games yeah. at UF sometimes. So I've seen it in person, like somebody get called, somebody recognize some dude that's like a ranked player and um, a ranked player by look because there's so many cameras you know, in that stadium. Somebody recognize a ranked player, and then we got to go up to him and talk to them type shit. Like El Yo here on ESPN wants to interview. So they was looking. They probably searched every seat, especially any seat that costs more than um. $5,000, checked every seat, every box, and could not find it. Yeah, and now they're – NFL said they're putting this orange tape on spots. If Taylor Swift can be at a game for cameramen, then just to follow this orange tape. It's like three layers of tape, like three things up in a – like if she's going to be in a, in a booth or something, this would be on the corner of that booth. So, you know, as a cameraman, where to look at. That shit is crazy, but like, like Travis Kelsey said, man, they're going OD with this shit. But how'd you feel about the performance of the um, Chiefs offense? Chiefs offense looked pretty good. The running game is, I feel like the running game is the anchor because the the pass game still is not figured out. You can you can try to sell me on Kelsey, but this is like a back in the days, this was a fucking brand new Ferrari. This Chiefs offense, you know what I mean? Like, even with Juju came in, it was just, like, some used tires on a brand-new Ferrari. That bitch is still running for some time. Now you got a used Ferrari with a used engine. And I'm yeah. and it's like, this, it, it's not running the same. There's going to be some. And the one thing I think anchoring this game, like, this team, is, like, Jerry McKinnon receiving back, making some big catches going uh, with the yak on some big third down. Uh, the Isaiah Pacheco in the goal line, but even being used um, throughout the drives, like he's good for four or five yards. Like he's being underutilized, I believe, because like there's still a passing offense. But they could definitely lean more onto the run game because the passing offense still, I don't think, is there all the way. Like that's just my take on this game. Like if like Jared, if Ed Oliver fumbled early in the game on like the first drive for the Vikings setting up the first like touchdown for the Chiefs easy score but like I like if it wasn't for that I think easy quick score it w- we would have seen a much closer game where that would have been much more like emphasized Chiefs Chiefs aren't there yet we haven't seen their like how the Eagles came out this week against the Rams and we're sitting here like yeah that's the Super Bowl team the Chiefs are still, I think, sitting behind the uh the Dolphins and the Bills when it comes to the team. And the Jaguars might even because the Jaguars are looking better as the weeks progress too. So like, 
they're not looking like that team above cut above the rest right now offensively. Yeah, I mean, they got some stuff to worry about because we were talking about in the pre in a preview about how the Jaguars they played such an ugly game against the Jaguars. You could have argued that the Jaguars are supposed to beat them for real. So like this team does have to um fine tune a lot of shit because there's a lot of good teams right now ready to wreck them. And these defenses are coming crazy because the Dolphins, you got to be ready to score 50 almost. Especially Chargers, with too. Chargers is going to shoot it out with you. You just got to be ready to throw points. Yeah, you got to be ready to throw that bitch up. So, like, they got to get that figured out. But Andy Reid, he's going to he's gonna fine-tune it. But it is nice to see that the enemy was a big deal at um, at the um, – in that system. Like, it is cool to be like, okay, it wasn't just all Andy Reid, even though Andy Reid has some crazy shit in his back pocket. And then our next game, we're going to say 49ers blowing out the Cowboys, 42 to 10. People don't know, but I made a call to Kev prior to the show, prior to kickoff, and I said, hey, Kev, let me switch my pick to the Cowboys. If I didn't do that, I'd be sitting here at 11 and 1. I'm at 11 and 2 to Kev's 10 and 3, but instead I switched my pick. My dad swayed my pick, and I didn't, even when he told me how confident he was, I didn't see the vision. But he was, he, he did tell me, like, Brock Brockbury had to have a bad game eventually. There's no way he goes undefeated as a starting quarterback forever. And I was like, you know what, that's true. Maybe this is the game where he just kind of stumbles in the regular season with seeming no, nah, nah, don't want none of that. Like the 49ers, they really are a team potentially, Kev, that could rival the Dolphins' undefeated record right now. I mean, so the thing about so three – Because a lot of these teams have to take their gas off the pedal – when it comes to regular season games for them not to do it, like to give up later and like to, to, to look over a team. They already played the Cardinals, a team you would already look over, a Giants team that you would look over, and they didn't. They just – the game was never close. Like they're not keeping these games close. They're not struggling. It. Yeah, I respect it. I mean – it's just this team has everything. And then you have a genius as a coach of um, You have a genius as a coach in Kyle Shanahan. You have a fucking madman as a GM in John Lynch. And you got them boys with their pockets open at the owner. So this team is like a, like a New York Yankees, like a 90s Yankees team right now. They're and, like really- and they're having fun. Fact. If you're having fun, why won't you put up 40 points? They fully unlocked um, Christian McCaffrey. Like, they've literally shown that the Panthers were doing it wrong this whole entire time. Like, this team is just destined for greatness, and all they have to do is just stay healthy. If they stay healthy, there's, there's not much anybody can do against them. Kittle puts up three touchdowns. McCaffrey, another, was it 13 games in a row, he scores a touchdown. He ties the second most all time. He literally could break the record for most in a consecutive touchdowns scored. And they're just having fun out there. It's not like it's not like it's a job to them. Like, why not just keep scoring forty points a game? I don't know the rest of their season, but they they could play the Cardinals again, probably another win. They play the Rams again, probably another win, and the Seahawks again, probably another win, and then the rest of the teams out there. 
Yeah, there's nothing that you can do about stuff. But what about the Cowboys? How do you feel the Cowboys do? See, Dak threw three interceptions, but it's not like he threw those interceptions in like crucial moments of the game. It was he was throwing those interceptions when they needed to score points, and I can't hold that against a quarterback. You know, like it's third quarter, you're down by twenty points. We're not running the ball no more. The defense knows we're not running the ball no more. Like we're like this, and at that point, you're you kind of just have to sling it. Sometimes you just sling it into the wrong hole, and then you get the interception. So I don't hold the interception against them too much because, like, at that game plan moment, those interceptions really don't hurt you. Like it's it the game's already out of reach. You're just hoping to get it back within something. You have to try to throw. It, this is four down territory everywhere at this point too. Like at that point, you're just trying to really throw yourself out of it. Tony Pollard, I mean Tony Pollard fumbles early in the game. Fred Warner, uh, all that crazy shit. The ball jumbles around. Like the 49ers just keep playing perfect football every week in and week out. Yeah, they're not playing. They're not, and they're showing. They're showing no signs of letting up. So that's what makes them so scary. So I can't wait to see what this 49ers team continues to do. Do I expect Brock Purdy to stay undefeated as a starter all season? No. But can he, the way they're playing? Yep. I'm about to pull up the rest of their record. San Francisco 49ers, the rest of the season is next week the Browns, then the Vikings, then the Bengals, then the Jags, then the Bucks. Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, 49ers, Ravens, Commanders, Rams. And I think, honestly, all of them, there's like two two games. It's the the Eagles rematch and maybe the Jaguars when the Jags are at home. That might be kind of – Chalky, but I just the Eagles game. I think the only one that really stands out to a game where they're gonna they might be the underdog because the Eagles are at home. I mean, I like them to fuck the Jaguars up, but you know how this shit goes. Every time somebody tries to go undefeated, there's a random loss somewhere. Always, Tom Brady lost the motherfucking Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. Like, this is a random crazy loss every time. Feeling my gut right now. I'm going to go on here. I'm going to say week five. I know it's not that bold of a prediction, but I think this team's going to go undefeated into the playoffs. Bet. Go find, go find, um, go find, um. I go hopefully, find, yeah. I'm going to go see if my betting websites have uh, have that prop out right now. They have an undefeated season. Hell yeah. But that was Sunday, man. Sunday was a vibe. There was a lot of close games, a lot of games, a lot of good blowouts. Um, Sunday was a great – this was a good Sunday. I fucked with week five. I want to go see what the coach is talking about. Yes. Well, thank you all, everybody, for listening. Please go down and like and subscribe and tell us what y'all thought of the Sunday night picks and everything. And before we get out of here, Kev, I got to ask you, do you have to you, – you changing your Monday night pick? Packers versus uh, Raiders. Raiders are now a two-point favorite against the Packers. You, you're both riding the Packers still? I mean, I do like the Raiders. The Raiders are nice with it, but um, I didn't think about it. I'll probably do what you did and change at the last second if I do change. Trying to break the tie on us. I'm going to stick with the Packers through and through, even though they're apparently people are, people are betting on the Raiders and people are backing them right now. Even 
I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to stick with the Packers, but let me know if you're switching the pick. Jimmy uh, G, I believe, see. is playing too. We'll see what the vibes is. But I'd like, again, like and subscribe. Let us know in the comments what y'all thought of the weekend and what bets y'all cashed in. This is another episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. We recap NFL Week 5 on y'all ads. I'm Paul Pickle Winnem, Kevin Waterboy Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.